Hi everyone, my name is Elise, and for this podcast, I'm going to be talking about mirrors and windows and what that really means for children. My name is Tavaje, and I will move on to the next topic about critical questions to ask in the qu- in the classroom and how you can be sure to include everyone. Hi guys, my name is Josie, and lastly, lastly we will be discussing choosing and using inclusive literature in the classroom. The book we will be reading today is called Intersection Allies. We Make Room for All by Chelsea Johnson, Latoya Council, and Carolyn Choi. Witness the lives of a bold group of friends. If one is in need, another defends. Age is one trait that each of them share, but kids' lives are unique as you as you'll soon be aware each child has a story and their own point of view filled with passion and power just like you my name is alejandra but i go by ali i use a chair but it does not define me instead it allows me to zip glide and play When I need to get through, friends help make a way. Where there's room for some, we make room for all. Friends can be allies, no matter how small. Hello, I'm Parker. After school every day, Allie's family takes care of us both while we play. My mom works hard to provide for me. Her love's the source of our stability. Not toys or money, nor treasures untold. Community care is more precious than gold. Skirts and frills are cute, I suppose. But my superhero cape is more Kate than those bows. Some may be confused that a kid like me can wear what I want and be proud and carefree. My friends defend my choices and place. A bathroom, like all rooms, should be a safe place. My name is Adila, and just like Kate, what I wear inspires endless debate. Some give, some chant, some sing, some pray. My hijab is my choice. You can choose your own way. The clothes that you wear never justify hate. The clothes that you wear never justify hatred. Clothes can be playful, simple, or sacred. Covered, adorned, or with casual flair, my body's my own. I dress it with care. My name is Nia, and with what's on the news, it's easy to be frightened or sing the blues. For her, for them, for him, and for me, we all deserve to breathe and be free. The color of our skin is no reason to hide. We protest for safety, equality, and pride. Our friends join along in solidarity and love. This is the stuff that allies are made of.
Safety also includes our trees and air, the land we've called home, our places of prayer. I am Dakota and like my ancestors, my tribe and I are water protectors. I am Dakota and like my ancestors, my tribe and I are water protectors. From profit and power, we stand up to preserve our nations, our cultures, and the respect we deserve. My name is Gloria, y tengo siete años. After school, it's to la fruta I go. Trabajo cada día junto a mi madre. Vendemos piña dulce y mangos con chile. My language and savvy allows us to thrive. I've got hopes and dreams and skills and drive. Working together makes us both more secure. I'm a daughter, a partner, and an entrepreneur. My name is He Jung, and I was born in Seoul. I moved out here when I was five years old. I'm part of what's called the 1.5 generation. My parents and I span two different nations. Like Gloria, I am a help to my mother by translating for her one word to another. When the landlord tells my mom, you can pay me next Friday, I repeat in Korean. Oma, rentu, diem, ju, gemyore, nedo, doinde. We navigate life in our new home together because kids have the skills to make every day better. My name is Yuri, and I'm new to this place. Heijun's family welcomed me with love and, and with grace. Finding refuge meant traveling far from home. I sailed, I flew, I rode, and I roamed. Escaping violence, war, heartache, and intrusion we came to this nation seeking dreams and inclusion. From near, from far, from here, from there, we're more than our origins. We all deserve care. Race, religion, citizenship, class, and ability, each of these intersects to form identity. Age, gender, size, and skin color too, can make living life different for a friend than you. Drive to be equal, but not all the same. Life's ups and downs can take many forms, but standing together will rewrite the norms. Where there's room for some, we make room for all. Friends can be allies, no matter how small. Thank you. According to this article, Intersection Allies isn't just a book. It's a mirror in which kids of all genders, races, sexualities, abilities, cultures, and origins can see their whole selves reflected, respected, and celebrated. For more wonderful books like this, you can click the link below 
to go to a website that can help you find diverse and inclusive books for your classroom. Did you know that stories can be mirrors while also being windows? Well, I don't know if any of you know, but um, there's definitely a lot of questions out in the world about, well, let me ask you the questions. What's a window? What's a mirror? What's cultural identity? Why do young learners need to experience themselves in literature through a mirror? Why should books be windows as well? Windows can turn into mirrors? Crazy. Why are single stories not the way to go? Stereotypes and finding middle ground and relating books to seeing other stories. Um, So those are just some questions that I definitely had about this topic. And to learn a little bit more, I was able to watch a few TED Talks and about the first girl, Chamanda Adichie. She was a storyteller and she was sick of seeing blonde hair, blue eyes in every book that she read. And although it did show her another culture, it also wasn't being a mirror to her. And every child needs a mirror for the reason being that mirrors are whenever we see ourselves and our lives reflected in the stories we read and we can understand these stories in a different way. They help us feel less alone in the world. So that's what a mirror would be in reading and a window in reading would be whenever we see into the lives of people whose lives are different than our own through the stories we read and these stories can help us to better understand other people and our world and also to develop empathy because what's more important than children just learning to be good people and just caring like who they are and who the people around them are because everyone should meet the people around them because that's that's who we are um she also was saying that she didn't want people to pity her because humans are equal but she did want to show the other side of of cultures um about the single stories, I thought this was really interesting. Have you guys heard of single stories? Mm-mm. No, I haven't. Um, well, they're just like pretty much just an individual story. So just like one book or one person's um, lifestyle. But although that may be good, that's not showing anyone else. So by ending the single stories we can realize that there's more in the world than just one way to live in one way that people look and whatnot uh stories make us who we are so whenever we're young and we're reading books obviously we want there to be a mirror in some of the readings because we want to see who we are we want to like read more stories but we should definitely be focusing on the window too just to open our eyes to the rest of the world um and then 
so pretty much to sum that up is children should just be reading all the time because it is so important for them to read multiple stories, not just one. Um, and then for the other girl for her TED talk, her name is Gracelyn. And she was discussing how she only could remember one Asian book she had read in school. And that's that's not showing her that other people are like her. That's just one single story. So by bringing multiple different stories, there's a whole new um, perspective of everything. Okay, some books to read are Anti-Racist Baby by Ibram X. Kendi, Same Same but Different by Jenny Sue Kostiki Shaw, Lovely by Jess Hong, We Are Water Protectors by Wally Lamb. My topic is choosing and using literature. So the overall, you know, question I have about this is, you know, what makes a good book? And that's what we're going to be discussing today is what makes a good book. Um, so my favorite book as a child, um, was I Like Myself by Karen Beaumont. Um, I love this book because it was teaching me at a young age, self-love and how important it is to recognize that whoever I become, I need to hold my head high and not let anyone tell me that I'm not good enough. Um, I love this book and I love the diggity dog and I love that was from Dr. Seuss. I love some other books too, but I can't remember them on the top of my head, but you know, I loved listening to stories whenever I was younger and, but this book, I like myself. It was great, especially for me because it taught me the importance of self-esteem and appreciating everything that makes me unique and it helped me. It helped aid in how I, you know, thought of myself as I got older. Um, so why is choosing the right book for your child so important? So this is a big question. Um, I think, you know, whenever I think about choosing the right book, I ask myself, what is considered the right book? Um, so choosing the right book for your child or student or classroom, um, the biggest thing to consider is if the book is educational and inclusive. Um, is it age appropriate? Does the context aid in the child's critical thinking development? That's a big, that's a big one. Um, another thing to think about when choosing the book, a book, um, it, if it has, does it have intriguing plot, setting, time period, bright colors, you know, depending on the age group, like I said before, does it aid in the con? Um, does it aid in the child's critical thinking skills? Um, if it's for a toddler, does it help in aid in the mechanical skills of the child? Does it? Is it? You know, very colorful, bright text, all of that fun stuff. Um, it is important to remember these tips because it will aid in the child's early literacy skills. And the right book will give them the tools to succeed all throughout their learning development. So some 
examples of choosing a good book for your child's age group, I think, you know, whenever I was younger, I loved, you know, the books that were interactive, like if they sang to me or if they, you know, it said turn, you know, pull the tab here or whatever. I love those interactive books because it, they were, it was aiding in my mechanical skills and, you know, even critical thinking skills. Um, so the number one thing to think, make sure is if it's educational in some manner. Um, the number one, also number, uh, another thing to think about is, is it appropriate for the child's age group? So for example, you wouldn't get a book that is for a preschooler if your child's in third grade. Um, also, you want to make sure it's inclusive. Like like I said before, it, it needs to be inclusive. You know, having inclusive books for all ages and inclusive books for all, you know, ethnicities is so important to have in a classroom setting because it helps aid in the child's, you know, understanding of their world and of, you know, the world around them. And it also helps you know, be able to um, have them at a young age understand the value of, of all viewpoints, um, of everyone's viewpoint, no matter who you are. Um, so some examples of some good books um, is We Are Water Protectors by Carol Lindstrom um, and Michaela Goat. This uh, book is a picture book, um, few words, and it's inclusive for all ages. Um, and then first 100 words by Roger Pretty. Um, this book is great for babies and toddlers because it's bright, colorful, and easy to look at and comprehend. Um, so why is it crucial to enhance inclusive literacy in the classroom? Um, I think it's very important to have inclusive literacy in the classroom, even at a young age, because it's welcoming, welcoming diverse academic, social, and emotional communication needs for all students. Um, and at a young age, a child will be able to strengthen the abilities to work together, understand all viewpoints, like I said before, think critically, um, and, through, and it's through the power of inclusive curriculum and books. To have an inclusive curriculum is so important because it's the gateway to a child's understanding of the world around them. So, uh, some so the Reading Rockets website I was looking at um, is a great resource for teachers, children of all ages to explore. This website is full of research guides, great resources to find great books for your classroom, and even stuff for all ages of kids. This website has an A to Z reading topics that will cover many aspects of reading and literacy in a classroom and even outside of the classroom. Also at the bottom of the menu page, there is a link to different apps to help any child with their reading and language comprehension. All right, let's get critical. I would first like to start off by asking both of you, what was your classroom experience like? Do you think it was inclusive? And if yes, what does that really look like? 
I'd say yes to whenever I was young. I remember definitely, I remember like hearing about all of the different like special days and everybody's culture or whatever. Like we knew about all of that, which was cool. Yeah, we also um, like, so my brother and I are from Ukraine, which is kind of interesting. So we would celebrate that in the classroom. Um, there was also, I had a, some other friends in the classroom that they were from other countries. So we would celebrate those holidays to um, whatever day they lied on. So uh, that is amazing. That's pretty much what this is about being inclusive, having an inclusive experience for all children. And some people might think that just means ethnicity or race or gender, but it's so much more than that. It is, it can be religion, especially since there are so many different religions out there. And it could also be when it comes to someone with a disability, they should also be able to see themselves in reading and literature and media. Um, The one video I watched was how to raise and teach anti-racist kids. One of the main things I took from this video is what they said in the beginning. It's not our job to educate others or to find resources. At some point, you need to do your own resource or research. I'm sorry. Um, that can be difficult and really weird because we are all future educators. You would think it's our job to teach. But when it comes to marginalized people, it is not our job. As an educator, yes, it's my job to teach. But as a person of color, it's not my job to explain every aspect of my life to you. Um, and this leads on to the talk. We are a group of women. We know what that means when it comes to that side of things. But there's also a talk that, unfortunately, people of color have to have with their children. And that's when it comes to facing police violence, when it comes to higher authority, when it comes to anything involving that. We have to teach our children how to be calm, how to react in certain situations, when really we should be teaching society how to keep people safe, to sum it down. Um, one question I had was, while watching this, I'm like, so what if the talk doesn't work? What are you supposed to do then? How do you react after everything has been hammered into your brain on how to do the right thing? And I honestly don't have an answer for that yet. Um, but one thing I do know is that it's everyone's responsibility to speak up for things that matter. And that includes um, if someone is going against something you believe, it's important to speak up. But it's also important to speak up if people are uneducated. Um, do you think there was ever a time you felt that you had to speak up? Um, did you speak up or did you stay quiet? That's a tough question, honestly, whenever, whenever yeah. you think back to, like, just every moment you've had and how many times you've wanted to say something or you've wanted to include somebody, but you just, like, didn't know how or whatever the case, like, you do or you mm -hmm. don't, so. Mm -hmm. um, the video then goes on to tell us that um, as minorities, our role is to be truth tellers. We're supposed to tell our experiences, but we're not supposed to speak for the majority because 
it's not generalized. I'm one person. I'm one experience out of many. Um, and then if you are not part of that group, it is your job as an outsider to be willing to listen and accept the truth that's being told to you. Um, it shouldn't be an argument. It shouldn't be a anything after that, honestly. Um, and then one final thing that they uh, brought up in the video that I thought was very important was that when it comes to celebrating, like you said, in the classroom, celebrating more than just um, one story, it's important to talk about, sorry, I don't even know where I was going with that. <laughs> to in- incorporate just all of the yeah. cultures, all of the religions, mm-hmm. so that everybody knows about yes, them. Yes, thank you. It's Black History Month. We all know that. We all know February is Black History Month. But why are we subject to just one month? Why can't it be celebrating all people at all times? Um, and why is only why do we only get one month of history? And it's a history of slavery, when we are more than just um, slavery. We are a Black experience, and that should be talked about, because people didn't take slaves when they took people from the islands, they took future educators, teachers, and scientists, and they made them slaves. And that's what we should be talking about. When we talk about, sorry, were you about to say something? No, I was about to say how good that was said. Like, so Thank well. You. Yeah. When we talk about mm-hmm. um, Mexican history, and it's always oh, Cinco de Mayo, we don't really know what that means. That's not our holiday to celebrate. And yet we think it's a time to have fun. And to get a school or something. Um, mm-hmm. We have Women's History Month, but resources are being taken away from women. We have LGBTQ celebrations, and yet trans people's rights are being taken away. So we have all these things to help celebrate minorities, yet we're not celebrated outside of those time periods. And that is really a problem, I think, not only in the world, but in the classroom. One Definitely. And I think I think with this generation, I think this is when educators need to really change our viewpoint on all of that, because I think like you're right, like this is a new generation and like these kids are going to have the mindset that we help them progress Mm -hmm. and like help them really know everybody. Exactly. Um, the other two things under the Let's Get Critical section was two articles. One of them is talking about ending curriculum violence. And at first, I didn't know what that meant. Um, obviously, I've experienced it. But until I read this article, I didn't know how to put words to it. I didn't know how to explain what that meant. And so that's um, I can read the definition straight from the article. It says deliberate manipulation of academic programming which compromises the intellectual or physical, sorry, which compromises the intellectual or physiological well-being of a learner. It could be unconscious bias, et cetera. And one of the things that really they talked about was things like reenactments. Having a reenactment of a war or um, a period of slavery is not going to help children learn. If anything, that is going to bring up very harsh and unwanted memories, whether that be their own family members or just history in general. Um, 
and I tried to think back to times where I faced this. I didn't actually go through any reenactment, but one thing, for example, is a family tree. We've all done a family tree in uh, class where you, my grandparents of my mother, my grandparents of my father, but then when you really go back and you think about children who might not know their great-great-grandparents because they were slaves or they died way before they were born, it can be very upsetting. Um, my freshman year, I actually had a class where we were supposed to do research, research on our family and where we came from. And sitting in that classroom, one of three Black people, I was like, so you want me to tell you where my family came from when I don't even know where my family came from? Um, the most I know is South Carolina, but watching the presentations, you can see all these people go up and they're like, well, my family came from France or my family came from Italy. And I'm like, well, my family came from South Carolina because that's all I know and that's where my history starts. Um, Violence is not always physical. And so whenever you see curriculum violence, people don't think it's a thing. They don't think it's real, um, but it is, and it should be talked about. And we need to avoid teaching in this way in the future. Um, and then the second article, I thought it was important to talk about how we need to do more research, not only on the books we read to children, but also on their authors. Because this article talked about how Dr. Seuss actually, um, was a little bit racist in his stories, which I didn't know about because Dr. Seuss is seen as this great author, great children's author. Um, and even in his stories, uh, you can see like different, what's it called? Different things of discrimination. One of his stories, so one story, does everyone remember the Sneetches? <laughs> and mm -hmm. I used to yeah. love reading that story or hearing it read to me. Um, but I didn't realize the real message behind it. And a lot of people use this experience today and it's very sad. Um, the speech just kind of teaches you how to be colorblind. It's like, it doesn't matter what star you have on your belly or alike, which is fine. But you also need to acknowledge that people go through different experiences and you need to acknowledge that you can't say, I don't see color because that's not true. And if you erase that, then you're erasing the history behind your students, behind the people you meet, etc. Some engagement in the classroom, there is a link below that links to different readings that um, you can do with children, different activities and lesson plans based off of the book you choose. Remember that reenactments are not a good idea and can essentially be harmful more than helpful when trying to teach students a lesson. Um, so please check out the activity link below and thanks for listening.